that's that's why. So you said some a different person did Dragon Ball Z. Uh, no, I think I think it's the same guy. Oh, but maybe that's the point though. Is he designed this character specifically for the game? That's probably what it is. Oh, I started you recording I mean? by the way. So that's that's we're cool. live. We are live. Okay. Well, welcome everyone back to the Pageless Library. I'm Ryan Knight, and uh, with me, as always, is my brother, Bo Knight. And today, you are joining us for a roundtable chat. So we are just going to kind of talk about anything and everything that comes to mind. Could get a little weird. It usually does. It usually gets really weird. <laughs> um, yeah, we were just... Uh, you guys caught us right in the middle. We were just talking about this new Dragon Ball Z game that just came out on Steam. Yeah, it looks interesting because it's open world. I don't know how you would do that with like flying. Right. Yeah, it's like an open world RPG. But yeah, but then how do you have Dragon like the Ball fighting universe. system when you're being able to fly? I don't know, man. Well, they've always had the fighting system in the flying, like in the newer games. You can. They've always been able to fly. <laughs> I feel like the latest dragon ball z game i've played is fucking budokai remember how old that is i was just saying that's like 12 years old or 15 <laughs> yeah. years old so yeah no and that's probably the last one i played too because to be honest like it was fun but every release afterward it was almost like a sports game like it's the same thing yeah, with maybe it was like one or two changes game. yeah so i kind of i kind of quit looking into that Whatever happened? Well, like, I haven't played Mortal Kombat in a long time. We used to neither. play that as kids a lot, I feel like. Well, we never uh, owned it, yeah. though. We had one on the, like, the Sega. We did? Oh, yeah, we had Mortal Kombat. The first yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, like, the first one. Yeah, that was the only one, though. I feel like we would always go, like, over to Pee Wee's house, and he would have a, he had a different one. Um, probably. We used to rent it every once in a while, too, back in the, yeah. the, back in the day. And that was awesome because you would rent like a cartridge and it would have a far save on it that somebody else had been playing. Right. Which That's I how we got in. That was so cool. That's yeah, how we like, got oh, into Ogre Battle, man. It is how we got into Ogre Battle. Yeah, I, for, I forgot about that. All time. Didn't we rent it a bunch of times? Yeah, because we kept having fun, but we had no idea how to play it. So we kept I feel going like I still don't know how to play it. I probably don't either. I really wish they would remake it, though, so I could, you know... So I could relive that. I mean, for the two people who are curious what this game is, it's like a it's an N64 game. What's what's it called? Like Ogre Battle? What's the whole title? Um. Oh no. Uh, Lords of uh, Persons of Lordly Caliber. Person. Yeah. So it's Ogre Battle. Persons of Lords Lordly Caliber. And it's this weird hybrid between like turn based and like real time strategy. But and... meshed. But meshed like perfectly. Yeah, but like, 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 like the way I'm describing it is not right. I, I don't, I don't know how else to say it. Well, because like, so if anybody else knows like uh, tactics ogre, right, or like Final Fantasy tactics, you know, that's a that is a turn-based strategy game. So um, there was also Ogre Battle: March of the Black Queen, which we never played. But it's that like came a, out. isn't that an NES game? Yeah, that, so that was before uh, Persons of Lordly Caliber, but it was the same concept. So what you would do is you would, you had like teams, and you would have a leader of a team, and then on that team there would be 
um, a leader and up to four other little characters, and you had to place them in a grid, a nine-square grid. Right, right. Then they would be on the overworld map, and if they ran into another leader, they would fight based on their position in the grid, essentially. So that was where the strategy came into it, is placing your units in strategic points on the grid, and they would fight automatically. You don't really control anything. Well, but they're in, like t- they're the like fight. taking turns, but you you already know what your dudes are gonna do each fight, right? So you like have art like basically the way you build your team is how you set up your turn. Yeah, and then they go they will attack like based on their speed, right? Um, but it just kind of goes in order, like you know your front paladin might go first, and then the enemy's front black knight might go second, and then maybe your your other two paladins will go next because of their speed. Like it, it was very interesting because you you basically were all your hands-on involvement was in building your teams, and right. you literally then would just send them out and hope they would do good on their own. Basically, they would uh, you'd build your grid based on too that your team ran into another team, right? Because, because it mattered which direction you were facing. Right, yeah. So if you got attacked from the side, your team is still set as if they were facing forward. So now your your grid might be screwed up, right. and your usually team it might is. not fight very well. Yeah, oh like yeah, ninety percent of the time you because right. you obviously you want to make your team like forward because it is mm-hmm. like the positioning thing is important a little bit like the sideways thing, but it doesn't matter that much. It's pretty easy to get around. Right, and that was one thing I think that game was missing, which I mean. It wasn't missing very much, but for me was like I almost wish I could have turned up the difficulty. Well, for yeah, because the base you, game. you've played the game like five hundred times. Well, yeah, I've played a lot of it. Well, that was the only that was the biggest problem I had with it though is is once you played through like and a lot of reason to play through more than once, but uh, oh, that's right. The, they had the branching stories back in the day. Yeah, it did. It had Which directly stories. affected like the people you could use in combat. Right. The people that would uh, side with you or wouldn't side with you. Um, so there was there was definitely reasons to replay it. The one thing I didn't like about it, and this, this is a very small complaint for how old the game is, but I kind of wish that, you know, units would have been different based on like the difficulty because the enemy teams were all set up the same no matter what your playthrough was. So I wish you could have made it more difficult to where their team compositions would have been a little bit more challenging against you because they would put like, you know, really strong characters like in the back where they weren't yeah, very good and stuff. So, right. That was my only real kind of complaint. I have high aspirations that I could rebuild that game in Game Maker, but you I will could. never get around. I will never get around to doing that. So <laughs> I like to dream time. big. So, <laughs> you still got time? Yeah, maybe. I was I was actually looking at Game Maker Two today. It's a hundred dollars. Oh my but, god! Why is it so expensive? Well, I mean, it's 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 a full game building engine essentially. I mean, yeah, it's only two D, but it's uh, I mean, that's what it is. So actually, a hundred bucks is probably not a terrible price. But how long is this like useful for? 
like in terms of um like uh, like how... would, would there be like new stuff that came out that made it obsolete like immediately um that's a good question i don't really know i know it comes with you can maybe you have to pay for all three but you know you can do uh pcs consoles and mobile wait um, you have what? to yeah so you can make games for uh, any of those platforms on it you have to pay for each individual one so like if you want to build mobile games specifically you have to pay for like a basically like the licensing i'm assuming to be able to release games on mobile and stuff but how hard is game maker one from each one i'm not sure i think it would probably just depend That's like on porting, uh, right yeah because i'm assuming because like if you built a game specifically for like the pc that scaled uh you know 1920 by 1080 resolution that's not going to scale very well to like a phone. So right, that would be, I'm assuming, the kind of stuff you'd be focusing on is making sure that on the phone it's going to work correctly. And same with like if you're going to a console. Obviously, someone playing console is most likely going to be playing with a, a controller. So you need to add in controls into the code for the controller and stuff like that. Well, wouldn't so, you do that on PC anyway, though, now? You could, yeah. You don't necessarily have to. You know, most stuff is, um, like, to do basic stuff, you'd probably just want to do, like, mouse and keyboard just as far as beginning. But you can do controller right from the beginning, yeah. Well, I mean, could you, can't you do both? Like, I, I feel like games now are insane. Like, you unplug your controller and you can use your keyboard immediately. Yeah, and you can... And you can you use can your code. keyboard with the controller at the same time. Right, and you can do that in GameMaker too as far as i know um because you just write it into the code so like i was actually watching a video today where the guy's making like an action rpg and he codes it so he can use like the up down left right arrow keys or the wasd keys oh, okay. either one though you could switch seamlessly to either one the game understands what you're doing so hmm it's very the the difference between like Game Maker One, which was very popular for a long time, and then Game Maker Two, is that they streamlined the coding process and like the the layout. It's so easy to see, like you can build, you know, a character, and then you can build all the coding for that character in different little boxes, and it will link the boxes to that character on like your overview. So it's very easy to see what code is attached to that character instead of just having to go line by line and be like, oh, my God, where was it that I put how big his hat was on his head? Like, oh, my God, so. it's really that detailed. Oh, my God, that like stresses me out even thinking. about <laughs> it. <laughs> it It is and it and it isn't like I'm, I, you know, I'm kind of exaggerating. But, yeah, like coding can be daunting, like some of these games. You know, I obviously we love video games, but right. and then, to think like, about I, I, yeah, obviously I, I want to talk about that right now, <laughs> which is I don't know why. Well, it's just like after spending even just a little bit of time in, in that uh, doing some coding, and I I showed you that one game. Remember, I made yeah, was which was cool, super simplistic, but like that's basically where any of these games start. You know, is like. You know, they don't all start obviously 2D, but very, very simple base things until they get the the physics or whatever they're going for down, and then you start to detail it out. It's just very, it's very interesting to me. 
I would love like know. I want I want a documentary about a from software game. Oh my gosh, that would be yeah, that'd be awesome. I would love to see that. Like that one that we watched that was uh about For Honor. Yeah, but with kind a, of but with a from software game. Dude, if they just kept a camera on Miyazaki the whole time, I'd be pretty interested. Yeah, that's true. I just want to see what he really does, dude. But just because, like, I, I, for you, for those of you who don't know, from from software, make the Dark Souls games, and also Bloodborne. You can't forget Bloodborne because it's the best one. And they made Sekiro also, but so they make games, and there's games with Miyazaki, who is like the lead. He's like a lead designer basically when he makes a game. And there's games when they don't have Miyazaki, and the games without Miyazaki are like noticeably worse. Well, noticeably. There's a noticeable difference. So yeah, like, like huge noticeable difference in my opinion. Right. So like From Software made Dark Souls, which is like one of both of our favorite games of all time. And then uh, uh, Miyazaki wanted it to So he made first they made Demon Souls. Right. And which then, I, we've never played. That is true. And then losing all our they nerd made, <laughs> Very that could be. So then they made Dark Souls. And Dark Souls was like uh, Miyazaki's vision when he made... Supposedly, it was kind of like what he wanted to do initially anyways. And then uh, he was going to leave it at that, from what I understand. He he wanted to leave Dark Souls as like a standalone game. Well, I think he went straight from Dark Souls to Bloodborne. I think they worked on Bloodborne for that long. Right. So Dark Souls 2 got released without Miyazaki. He had nothing yeah. to do with Dark Souls 2. And I haven't played through Dark Souls 2 yet. I've played a little bit of Dark Souls 2. But uh, it, noticeably different from Dark Souls 1. I'm not saying it's bad, but it's it's just noticeably different from Dark Souls 1. Okay, it's not a bad game. Okay, it's not a bad game, but it's not as good. Right. Well, that's and that's what I've heard, too. And then Miyazaki came back at the end of Dark Souls 3, right? He didn't even start Dark Souls 3. I think he pretty much came in and reworked the combat. Is like all he okay. did. Yeah. So, and Dark Souls three feels much more like Dark Souls one than Dark Souls two. Yeah. So, uh, and Dark Souls three was a really good ending. Oh, it's got of some the of the series. good fights. It's got a really good yeah. fights in it. It really, yeah. It's a, it's a freaking great game. Oh man! Now that we've talked about stuff that most likely most of our three followers don't want to hear about oh yeah they're stopped listening <laughs> since most people you know come here to listen Dude, this one what this one guy is gonna stumble on this and be like what who are these guys yeah who are these nerds <laughs> i'm intrigued he's gonna be sitting at his computer with his fingers steepled <laughs> i mean you know to be fair there's there are people who literally make their living off of just gaming podcasts. True. So I listen to some of them. Yeah, exactly. Um, I want to talk about Alpha Brain with you. Yeah, that's what I was hoping we could bring up soon. Yeah, so I've been taking Alpha Brain again lately, and oh yeah, you super feeling. I've just been feeling on top of my game, man. Yeah, I, I need know. to get some more. I, dude, I feel like it makes a huge difference. I don't. I don't know that there's any other way to describe it. Yeah, then things just feel like sharper. Like it's the only way I can describe it. Like cuz I was off of it for a long time and I I couldn't remember anything 
like from minute to minute, literally. And I was like, I got to do something about this. So I got back on Alpha Brain just like two weeks ago. And I don't know why I ever stopped taking it. Yeah, it is amazing. It really is. It's one of those things, you know, a lot of the times you'll be searching for a word that you want to say, ah, it's right on the tip of my tongue. That doesn't seem to happen when I'm taking this stuff. Yeah, Um, I like, it makes me, I feel like my speech pattern is way better. (laughs) Way better. Yeah, I find myself, I know I say uh and um a lot, but I find myself saying it way less while I'm taking this. Sometimes I stutter sometimes when I'm trying to say something I think is funny. Right. (laughs) Yeah. I noticed too. So when I started up work this year, I started to work on a new work group and um, I realized I pretty much could remember 85% of the names that I had heard. That's insane. It was like way higher than I would have expected. So my percent would have been like 4%. Well, that's what I'm saying. It was like a whole new group of guys, and I could remember almost all of their names after the first day. I mean, that's that's how good I feel when I'm taking this stuff. Basically, and I only human. well, and I only half dose it. I take one pill a day. I mean, that's, that's it, I usually take two. I don't. I like the stuff well, like you can pour in a drink. See, I've never used that. Is that is? It do you think that's better? Amazing. I used to really? feel it almost instantly. I used to put it in my coffee. Oh, really? Yeah, it makes it like a mango, but it has like a little bit of fat in it too. It's really good, actually. Interesting. I, one time I got that because like it was like buy Alpha Brain and get this for free, and so I got that too. I the only thing I ever got from on it that was like that was uh, that little pre workout shot of pre workout. And oh, I yeah. Was, Did you, I, I thought it was okay. For that. Yeah. Have I you ever had the right. mushroom one? The like the they have like a mushroom one. The shroom tech. Yeah. No, but I probably I wouldn't mind taking it because they have like shroom tech and shroom tech sport. I wouldn't mind taking it because, as far as I understand, uh, on one of Joe Rogan's podcasts, he was talking about it, and he said it basically what it does is you take this stuff and essentially. It makes your body think that you're like maybe about to get sick. So it ramps your immune system up because it thinks you might get sick, but you're not. You're not going to get sick, but it keeps your immune system basically peaked so that if you were to get sick, your immune system's already ramped up. You don't have any time that it needs to ramp up to, you know, fight off a cold or whatever. So, hmm. Why does it make you think you're going to get sick? Is this what mushrooms do? Uh, I guess those mushrooms. <laughs> Maybe. How does that make I'm you not like, sure? I guess I'm confused. Like, dude, we, I've been watching this anime called Cells at Work. So it's it's literally just about the human body and like it's re- super realistic. Okay. And, well, and then they, but it's like also hyper violent and they fight and it's super anime sometimes. <laughs> okay. But like it's super, it's super like real realistic about everything. And like, why would it want you? Like, why would the mushrooms? I don't understand. Like, why you would want to be like in a sick state if you were like going to do exercise? Like, if your body thought well, you were getting sick, I don't understand. Well, I guess you're not in a sick state. I'm probably I'm probably butchering the explanation, but the way I understand it is like, so like you know when you start to get like a cold, 
Mm-hmm. Um, it like this is kind of what happens for me. Like you start to get a cold, you might start to feel crappy. You're like, oh man, my my nose is all sniffly. I kind of got sore throat. Whatever. The next day you might feel even worse in more ways than one though. Like now you have no energy. Right. You okay. are tired because the way I understand it is now your body is switching. Your body is switching from taking care of all your standard stuff to hey, we got to fight this infection. So it's kind of diverting resources to that. If you're on right. the shrimp sex so stuff, tired and stuff. Okay. Right. So the way I understand that is if you're on this shroom tech stuff, you it will basically your body thinks you're gonna get sick. So it might start diverting, you know, resources right away. And then it keeps them there though. So it can also have you at peak performance, but also ready like keeps your immune system you know amped up essentially okay i guess i understand I like i said never taken it so i don't know how i've that taken would make it before feel. you have taken it okay yeah yeah i've never taken the shroom tech i thought about getting that um especially because they have like the triple packs you can get the shroom tech alpha brain and new mood yeah that's why i got it the new mood. See, I like. and I've never taken I take new that mood. Now. I like that Do a lot. You? See, it helps me I've never down. taken new mood. And it helps me go to bed too. Well, it's Does pretty it? much See, just I've like. Been... I'm, I'm pretty sure it's just like fucking. What is it like? It's like five HTP. Yeah, so it's like oh, it's just yeah. like the it's just like the building blocks of serotonin. Or right. Yeah. So it's like it's you're just like calming. You're like giving your body what it needs to calm down. Right. See, and that's, it's funny because I started, uh, when I was at work this last time, one of the, the guys I work with was talking about how he has a hard time going to sleep, especially while he's at work. And he just, you know, he finds himself just watching TV and just sitting there and, and you know, it's getting late, but he's not tired and whatever. And I was like, man, I take, I take melatonin. And I said, I, I'll go back or whatever and I'll shower and I'll brush my teeth and I eat two of these gummies and like 15 minutes later i'll you know i'll climb in bed and you just feel like your body feels all heavy and you just feel like you kind of sink into your pillow and next thing you know boom you're out like it, it it's and then for me melatonin doesn't make it hard to get up in the morning either yeah that's true you know it's because melatonin your body produces it naturally to help with you once you're you know, starting to get tired, your body's like, oh, okay, it's about time to go to bed. We're going to, you know, turn up the melatonin production. And that's essentially what will help you fall asleep. Well, when you introduce it, you're just introducing more of it faster and calms your body down sooner. Yeah. Joe Rogan has a whole, I know we're talking about Joe Rogan. Oh my God. It's a podcast about a podcast. But he has he has a podcast about like the sleep he has a brings like a sleep biologist on. It's really interesting. See, I should I should probably listen to that. It's kinda old like that. It might be like a year old. Yeah. I'd probably like that. It is super interesting. Yeah, because sleep's hell of important, dude. Yeah, I know that. And I mean, my wife would know that more than anyone because she doesn't get any sleep, so <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure. But I think I think a lot of people's problems nowadays, and we've talked about this a little bit before, is your screen time. Oh, and yeah. Not, not paying attention to the fact that, I, 
there's one thing I can't stand. It's someone who's like, man, I have such a hard time falling asleep or I can never fall asleep. It's like, well, you're never going to fall asleep with your phone in your hand. Yeah. Put your phone, you know. (laughs) As I I fucking stream pure information into my eyeballs. Exactly. Or they're like on Facebook or Reddit, just scrolling and scrolling. It's like you're never going to fall asleep doing that because you're also, if you're going through like Reddit or Facebook and then you find something interesting you're gonna get a freaking a uh whatever chemical dump in your brain basically that excites you even if it's just for a half a second or a second it's still it it turns your brain back on your brain's like oh that's interesting let's think about that for a minute and it's just a repeating cycle and you know if there's one suggestion i would have for people if they have a hard time falling asleep it would be put your goddamn phone away like (laughs) Yeah, you're right. I mean, yeah, you're right. I I think the light's not good for you either, like triggering a sleep thing. You're going. Yeah, that's that's what I've heard too. Is that the blue light from your phone, which most pretty much any modern phone or TV or monitor will have a blue light filter now. Um, but that blue light essentially triggers your brain to think it's daylight because it's the same light that like right. the sun produces. <laughs> so. I know. Well, my roommate's actually got a pair of blue blockers, and I usually wear them before I go to bed. Really? Yeah. Does that work? Just like clear lenses. Yeah, dude. I feel like it totally helps. Really? Yeah. Does it make stuff look weird, like at all? Oh no, I mean like a little yellow. Well, I don't know, but they're really comfy. I wear them all the time. The only time I ever even notice my phone has turned the blue light filter on is if I'm looking at it when it turns it on. You know, if I'm watching it switch, then I'll notice it. But I only noticed it for about five seconds, and then everything else looks normal again because your eyes adapt to that new kind of right. color tone. Huh? That's interesting. I would. I've heard of the glasses, the blue light filtering yeah, glasses. Yeah, got them for me for Christmas. Interesting. See, so, and I've I've thought of that. <laughs> nice. Is that our first shout out to a real Maybe? person? Yeah, I shouted out Stephen King. He's real. That's true. We we shouted out to him and we called him out to see if he'd come on yeah. our come to yeah. our he'd join us at the round table. Yeah. I don't know how he didn't hear about it. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know how he wouldn't hear about yeah, it. Yeah, like I don't know. Seriously, you don't get it at this point. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> see, in there for a while, the that melatonin I've been taking is just stuff from Walmart. It's like the Hello Bello brand. Oh yeah. And is it like little gummies, you said? Yeah, they're just little gummies, and it's not expensive. It's like, uh, I don't know, 10, 10 or 12 bucks for a 75 count, so basically a month's worth for 10 bucks. And I was taking the Onnit spray for a long time. That's just kind of delicious. I like the lavender one. So do I, and it works very well. But the yeah, problem that, that is... One, that one, I feel like I literally use it, and I'm like in my bed falling asleep as, as soon as I use it. Right. And I do think it is more potent than like the gummies that I'm taking now. And I mean, there's hundreds of options if you, if someone was interested in yeah, melatonin, you know, it's, there's tons of options now for it. Um, I just feel like that the on it spray worked so good, though, that I would find myself taking full doses of that and I'd be out within like three weeks. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, oh, yeah, I know. What you and mean. it and it's expensive. So. Well, yeah, it's honest stuff. It's not going to be cheap. The honest stuff, I swear, like, 
when I first like when Joe Rogan and those the team that he released on it with, I swear when that was first kind of released and I first started hearing about it and I went and I got like Alpha Brain and I got a couple other things, the prices were actually very very reasonable and I think they've gone up considerably. They have. Since then. Everywhere has gone up. Okay, I'm glad I'm not crazy then because I thought so. I mean, I. I am kind of crazy, but I'm just glad I'm not crazy about that. No, that that's real. Okay, I thought so. Which, yeah, because that's like, I think that's a big, you know, turnoff for people is when if I I'm like, yeah, you got to try this stuff. It's Alpha Brain. They go look it up and they're like, thirty dollars, like, for you like know, thirty days worth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're like, what? That's can't afford that. So, I think that's a big you know, reason some people don't do it. Right. It totally is. I mean, not everybody's Mr. Moneybags. Yeah, and I'm not Mr. Moneybags either. I, I just certainly am not. <laughs> <laughs> I've wiped my ass with $10. Yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't have $10? But, um, no, and that's unfortunate, you know, that more people couldn't experience that because I think it's, it's very impressive, which even Joe Rogan says, you know, there's a lot of other nootropics out there, there with are. similar compounds. So he says, you know, go try another one. If you don't believe us, you know, he says, go try somebody else's. He said, I'm not trying to sell you my product. I'm trying to sell you what it does for you. Right. Which is which is pretty admirable. So shout out to Joe Rogan for that. Yeah, because he needs a shout out. <laughs> I, I, it's funny. Like, I heard a guy at work talking about Joe Rogan's podcast, and I almost was gonna be like, "You listen to Joe Rogan's podcast too?" And then I was like, "Wait a minute! Of course he does, dummy! Everybody, Everybody listens to listens. Joe Rogan's That's podcast. That's where you start with podcasts. <laughs> it really is. It literally is where you start listening to podcasts. <laughs> it was for me anyway. I don't know. It was for me too. I think. I apologize if anybody can hear my child screaming in the background. He's, He's really totally tired. Fine. I get that. Um, uh, I can't remember if I started listening to Joe Rogan or if I started with um, like Bonfire Side Chat, actually. Really? It, it was something like that. Yeah, it was. How did you know about Bonfire Side Chat? From you. You told and, me and that. I, and I made you get the podcast thing? Yes, yeah. Remember, huh. I asked I, you what podcast. I, I what do remember. I do used. remember telling you about it. Yeah, is it really bonfire uh, side chat? I'm pretty sure it was. Yes, because I asked you what app you used because you used the podcast addict app. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, and that's where I got it, and I'm pretty sure I got it because you were like, "You got to check out this Dark Souls podcast I've been listening to." I do remember telling you about it. You'd be like, "What?" Because for the longest time, it is pretty good. I I like that series a lot. Um, I don't listen to their other stuff. That's like I the do. Duffy I listen TV to guys. I listen to Watch Out for Fireballs. Even the, yeah. but literally the whole time I'm just like Ugh, like scoffing to myself. You know what I mean? <laughs> so anybody I, uh... who's interested, like Bonfire Side Chat is uh, it's a podcast about Dark Souls, and they like if you have I feel like any remote interest in that game, they kind of like go through and like break down every single part of the game through all the games yeah and they do 
a pretty good job, actually. They, they do a great job. I think they do a good job. Like I was hooked on that podcast pretty immediately. And those guys do it's um I can't think of their names right now. It'll come to me. But they do they have a whole bunch of podcasts, right? It's that they Cole do. and Gary are their names. Yes, that's right. Yep, Cole and Gary. But they Gary, do a it's bunch Gary of Gary Butterfield right? and fucking Cole Ross. Yes. Yeah, you're right. Because I remember Butterfield is weird. It's a weird name. <laughs> but I, uh, yeah, they have a whole because they have like their own network, right? The Duck yeah, feed, they have the Duck feed. TV. Yeah. Yeah. That's oh man. See, that's what we got to do, man. We just got to become part of a podcast network. That's what we're doing wrong. No, we're not selling out. Who the fuck do you think we are? <laughs> um. That's so. But like you said, you know, we were talking about Dark Souls earlier. Those guys do a really good job of going through kind of step by step every kind of portion of each game. And see what they do really well that I appreciated is that a lot of podcasts I listen to that are scripted. It's like super obvious. But those guys, their conversations still feel pretty natural. You well, know, I don't about think the it's game. that scripted. I think they kind of just have things they want to hit. They do. No, and you're right. But they just they do a good job of um, being prepared. You know, like yeah. we are never prepared when we do stuff. Yeah. So <laughs> shit's overrated. It is. But they they do a good job of being prepared and having their notes ready and stuff when they come to the episode. Um, One thing I really appreciate about the the bonfire side chat is like that they approach it from like a normal guy. They're not like they're not they're not dudes who just wreck this game. Like they're gonna tell you like yeah this boss is hard because of this or this part's tricky because of this. Like they're really just like people who played the game too. Right, and you know pretty much like average, you know average players like we would be. Yeah, they they have a few guests on that are like. player versus player experts yeah they do do and, like pvp episodes for each game right and cole and gary are like yeah i you know i hate pvp or whatever because that's you know they're not hardcore about it which yeah i really appreciated that too i, I never liked pvp either i actually too in the especially in the bonfire side chat ep, uh, show they did like some of their off-season episodes some of those were really good too, man. They talked about like uh, the Call of Cthulhu and yeah. some other stuff that I was like, you know, stuff that I'm also interested in. Well, they and talk about like, Lovecraft because of Bloodborne, right? But they also talk about Lovecraft because I think it's Gary is like a huge fan yeah, of Gary is. of Lovecraft. Yeah, so I thought that he was loves cool because scary stuff, right? Which I mean, I'm a fan of Lovecraft oh, too, so I'm I thought in. that was cool. I'm so in. Yeah. <clears throat> Shout out to another Those, podcast. If you guys even, I guess if you guys like like ours like two percent, you probably would like theirs a lot more. Yeah, it's it's much, you know, the structure is good. Their sound quality is phenomenal. So, <laughs> I mean, they've been they actually longer, to be fair. They they have an intro and an outro for editing. I know. Yeah, I was thinking about like <laughs> maybe we should do an intro. Maybe we should just make one. We could, and it wouldn't be that hard. The only thing no, you have to do be, is... It would be really simple. 
No, it's it is really simple, and I have the program where I can edit stuff. So I mean, all you'd have to do is send me, or basically, I would just download the MP4. My kids are knocking on my door. Uh, you want to wrap this one up? <laughs> no, hang on a second. No, I have a lot more to say. Hang on, everybody's gonna hear my children talk. What are you doing? Hey, no, 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 no. Hang on, bud. Daddy's busy right now. Do you want this? Is this what you're after? Yeah, don't worry. Everybody can hear them now. Not right now, okay? I'm almost done, okay? All right. Super professional, you know, and we're all about professionalism here. No, oh, that's all we are. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the only difference is, obviously, if we had to edit it, is that you couldn't just immediately upload it i mean and i like that that you can immediately upload it and yeah that's true but i mean it could be easy though like literally just chop it in chop it out right like can't you just yeah, stick it so, on there yeah so that program that i use you know i <clears throat> because when we record it records as an mp4 video i can just drag it into the audio portion of my video editing program and then i could just drag our intro and outro in before and after it and then yeah that'd be easy it. right yeah the only <laughs> i the might only make a little is... song <laughs> I, yeah i mean by all means you know it's, i've kind of been thinking about one it would be you know it would step up our production value a little bit you know yeah i i feel like you gotta have that like recognizable sound at the beginning it's good to have um i know i get sick of when I listen to podcasts, one of the biggest things that gets irritating to me is like pre-recorded advertisements or pre-recorded oh, like yeah. sections, you know, like even if they even if it's the hosts doing it, but if they pre-record it and it's very obvious that it was chopped in and stuck in the middle, that really doesn't sit well. with That's me not what I was talking about at all. <laughs> no, you know I, I don't like that stuff. No, and I understand that. I'm just just voicing that that those are things that that do well, irritate me like we don't I have a worry huge about the ads so well no I, obviously i i do have a huge appreciation for the fact though that like joe rogan even how huge his podcast is you know it's pretty much the biggest podcast in the world still does his advertisements you know he sits there and just wings it pretty much you know right and sometimes he's he like i got many no i mean and it's you know, he pretty much made a career out of being a podcaster. So, <laughs> you think he makes more money as a comedian, though? I think he makes a lot of money as a comedian. Uh, well, and he makes a lot of money as a UFC commentator. Oh yeah, and, that's true. You know, he makes a lot of money overall. But it's hey, do you, it's wait, amazing. Speaking about UFC, do you have an opinion on this like Conor McGregor cowboy fight that's coming up tomorrow? I have been so far out of the UFC. Give me probably, your wildest guess. I think McGregor's going to win, but I think Cerrone's going to put up an okay fight. That's what I think. Okay, you think of five oh, rounds? And I'm saying, no, no, absolutely not. Not five rounds. I, I think, think, I think, I know it's not a title fight, but I'm pretty sure they're fighting five. Because it's the I main think, event. I think three rounds maximum. Because I think Cerrone will gas way before... Uh, McGregor does. They're fighting at 170, I think. Really? 
At 170. Yeah, I think he usually fights at 145. 145, huh? I think so. Uh, Uh, What's welterweight? 170. Yeah, so that's what they're fighting at normally. That's what they're fighting at tomorrow. Tomorrow. uh, See, I mean, and obviously McGregor's, you know, amazing. But Cerrone's been around, man. Cerrone yeah, he has... fought at featherweight before. Connor has. Yeah, that's what he normally fights at. See, I... Because I, I've watched quite a few Cerrone fights, but what does Cerrone normally fight at? So, Cerrone normally fights at uh, 175. Really? So, Connor so. is coming. Connor is coming up. Yeah. To Cerrone's weight. Okay. So that that makes a big difference, though. It does. Because that's obviously that's a weight that Cerrone is comfortable at, and McGregor might not. You know, going up in weight is usually easier for a guy than going way down in weight. Oh, but yeah. I think going down is way harder. Well, well, yeah, absolutely. But it also still, though, probably feels different. You know, than if you're used to being one fifty-five. And now all of a sudden you're fighting 20 pounds heavier. I mean, that's a big difference. Oh, the dehydrating yourself would be so awful. I I know I watched an episode of like the ultimate fighter back in the day. And the one guy was trying to make weight for the fight uh, the next day. And he was like way over, you know, he was like eight pounds over. So they were like, okay, go get in the bathtub and uh, we'll bring in some salt. He's like, what? They were like, just do it. Trust me. There was like three other guys that were like, just trust me. We know we got a trick. He gets in there. They literally put like a 20 pound bag of salt in there with him. And they were like, just lay in this. And it was hot, you know, hot, hot yeah, water. Obviously. So they're using the salt. Bath. Yeah. And so the salt is just like sucking the moisture out of his skin. So he literally takes this bath, gets out. And he's like two pounds lighter after sitting in this bath. And they're like, it's not enough. It's not enough. So he goes and puts one of those plastic sweatsuits on. They get him in bed and they just start piling blankets and stuff on him to hold, to put weight on him, to hold in heat. He gets done with that. Two pounds more down. They're like, get back in the bath. We'll do it again. We'll do the tub again. I was like, oh my God, they're going to kill this guy. <laughs> it's crazy. Did he make it? <laughs> uh, no, he was still over. <laughs> and I think he lost because he was. He just felt like shit. I mean, well, yeah, dude, they dehydrated the fuck out of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. I think people don't understand too that like, uh, that's like a huge gimmick in like Hollywood, you know? Oh yeah, it is. Thing. I tried to explain that to people too, and they don't really understand. Yeah, because everybody just assumes that like because an actor looks amazing in one scene, that's like what they look like all the time, and that is absolutely 100% not true like they might look good but it's it's about their diet probably the freaking week leading up to the scene especially the day it's got to be the day leading up to the scene because you don't want to have some guy you know his stomach's all bloated because he ate something nasty that morning yeah so he's got you know he's got to have a dietitian on staff all the time he probably didn't and eat anything, that. man. He's probably dehydrated as fuck and like Pro- malnourished. Probably dehydrated. Probably just did fifty push-ups, ten yeah. pull-ups. You know, he to get his veins twenty going, curls. Dude. Yeah, to get to get that really pumped vascular look too. Just it might be for a fifteen-second scene, and that was it. But 
they're going to make it look as good as possible, Obviously, you know, just yeah. for that scene. Because people are always blown away when you see the stupid, like, tabloid shots of, like, an actor who might look really good in one movie. And then it's like, there's a shot of them, like, on the beach and they have, like, a beer belly and they're, like, not yeah. defined or cut up at all. It's like, well, yeah, he probably doesn't want to walk around looking like that all the yeah. time. Like, that's a, a hard thing work. to do. Yeah, it's hard to maintain a shredded up, cut up physique, you know? Yeah, so you shouldn't be walking Trust around me. just jacked or shredded like that. If you are, good for you. Well, and if they are, they probably, you know, have some special sauce that's helping out. Maybe. That special sauce is rampant right now, I feel like, man. I think it is too, and I think... I don't know, like... I've seen a lot of documentaries talking about it. I mean, talking about it from, like, the 90s, how bad it was. And I think it's probably only gotten worse. Well, I, at one point, was naive enough to think that Arnold was natural. So, yeah. what does that tell you? <laughs> like, which, clearly, you know, was not natural. It's not... It, you no, cannot it's totally naturally... natural, bro. <laughs> it's totally natural to look like a Greek statue all the time. Like, yeah, I literally don't even look real. That's just it, too. Is like, and We've talked about this before. You know, people, people will be like, no, this guy is, you know, he's natural. And they'll, like, they'll test him on the spot. Or he'll be doing a, a show that's, you know, they test at the show. They're like, yeah, he's natural. He's good. So yeah, maybe he's natural this year, but yeah. <laughs> for for the past eight years, that dude's been shooting up every day. Like, there's no freaking right. Like once way. and once you kind of start doing the special sauce, you your body changes permanently. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it it undergoes permanent physical changes that would never be naturally obtained by yeah. somebody. And, and there's, I feel like there's people no don't way. understand that. Like, it's one thing to want to yeah. be strong, but, like, I think it's one thing to, like, want to look like that. Oh, yeah, it's definitely a form of, like, like, bodybuilders for sure have a form of, like, body dysmorphia. Right. You know, people think that body dysmorphia is only people who want to be, you know, uh, skinny. That That's not true. It Being a bodybuilder, you 100% have a a kind of mental you know, issue where you want your body to look perfect, even though, you know, this picture you sent me of Arnold. Yeah. That, that was funny. Like in my mind, that's probably what I would picture as like a perfect physique of like a huge person though, because yeah, he is huge. he's huge. He's just, he's like a giant. So for like, if, if I were to say, I want to look like that, it's impossible. There's no possible way I would ever look like that. But if that's something I was going for, there would never, you know, it would never be enough for me. Right. So they, they do. They for sure have body dysmorphia. It's like, have you ever seen this uh, David Laid kid? Uh, no. I'll send you a picture of him. Okay. I, just watched a, I just watched a video of if... Uh, whether or not he's natural. So because this kid like blew up because there was a video of him uh, on YouTube and it was like natural transformation from 13 to 17 years old or something like that. Well, 
it <laughs> anybody who thinks that this kid is natural is naturally stupid because there's no he's only like 20 or 21 or something like that right now so in this picture that i send you he's probably only like freaking 21 and uh yeah, apparently some people think that he's natural, like he hasn't taken any special sauce. And the kid, so the video I was watching, the guy was talking about how much he like deadlifts and stuff. Well, apparently he has like 600 and some pound deadlift, which is like a world record for his Yo, dude, age. he's not natural. So, Are you kidding me? <laughs> right? Dude, his veins right? are like fucking rivers. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> he's not even flexing and he's got the ones like going across his bicep. Right. So and this this uh, the video I watched the guy, the guy who made the video, too. He is a bodybuilder. He was like a powerlifter bodybuilder. He's he's done it all, basically. And he's like in his mid 40s and he is just shredded. But he admits that he's like on, you know, he's he's saucing and uh so he does a lot of videos of like whether or not some of these other people are natural or not. And cause like a bunch of people were like, do one on Henry Cavill. You know, have you seen him in the Witcher? There's no way he's natural. They're saying all this stuff. And so this guy does that video and everybody's talking about the hot tub scene where, where, uh, uh, Geralt's sitting in the hot tub, you know? And so he watches that scene and he's like, yeah, it's like we were just talking about, you know, yeah, he probably did like 75 pushups before he did that scene. Yeah, he's he's a little bit vascular, but for sure a naturally obtainable thing like. So and then he does one on David Lade and he's like, anybody, there's no possible way that this kid's natural. There's no way. Yeah, I don't think so either. <laughs> it's just funny. Check out this other picture. Like this is this. I've never watched the video, his natural transformation video, but this is probably it. That's probably Dude, it. His chest got like two feet. So, like, how is that even the, possible? So this David Laid kid works for Gymshark, you know, which I'm sure you've heard. Gymshark is natural. You know, they are uh, notorious for their freaking jacked athletes that are just douche mongers. Okay. And I don't know anything about this kid. I'm not. I'm not saying he is a douche, but Gym shark, gym shark athletes are known for doing like the Instagram, just nonsense workouts and stuff like that, you know. But so, this David Laid kid works for Gym Shark, and the guy that I watched that did that video on whether or not he's natural had done another video on another Gym Shark athlete on whether or not he was natural, and he said the biggest difference between the two is the fact that David Laid, as a thirteen-year-old started out as a friggin' twig mm -hmm. and this other guy there was shots of him at like 17 or something like that and he was he was already like thick and he was built at that age he wasn't shredded but he was he was already thick he was naturally very muscular whereas david laid clearly in his younger days was not naturally muscular he was naturally skinny yeah naturally so frail. he said Right. So he said for this other guy, it was actually maybe plausible because this other guy was at least thickly built to begin with. Whereas he said, this guy, there's no way because of how thin he was, you know, to begin with. So it's just interesting because 
the the biggest thing about it for me is that like young kids will see this, they'll see him, and they'll be like, "Oh, you mean I can look like that?" Well, they'll never naturally attain that. You know what right. I mean? So that's why so, everybody's saucing, dude. Yeah, so that's why everybody starts saucing, and apparently sauces. And I, to be honest, I don't give a shit one way or another. Me neither. I, I, don't I really care. don't. I really don't. Yeah, if people want to sauce. By all means, dude. Put sauce, the extra spicy sauce on there if you want to. Right, sauce it up. Put get that extra special sauce. I don't care, but do not claim <laughs> that you did it naturally. Yeah, yeah I get you mad know? at that. Too. That's my issue. Yeah, I do have an issue with that. That's too. the only issue I have with it. I mean, shit. We've talked before that they should literally have let the guys at the Olympics freaking sauce. Just to see what they Dude, can do. I want. I um, I'm going to be honest with you. I think that would be way better. Just like literally so see too. what peak human performance looks like. Yeah, yeah. Let them sauce. Let them juice to the nines, so we can literally see how far some guy juice to the yeah. gills can throw that shot put. <laughs> yeah, dude. I want to see that thing out of the stadium. <laughs> They're gonna have to move the numbers way further back. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like every single record gets broken first year. <laughs> It probably would be, too. I'm not even kidding. The, I know. The, that's like how big of a difference they make. No, man. This, this, the, the juice that's out there now, I really do think that in the very – like if they, if they allowed that. So say right after the upcoming summer games, they say for the next games in four years, uh, anything goes. You know, yeah, we're whatever not going to test you for anything. Right. We're not going to check anything. Literally that year, every single record would be broken. Know, every single one. I, I guarantee you that. And it, it might even be broken by guys whose name you never even knew before yeah, that. Yeah, that's true. You know, it wouldn't be your Usain Bolts coming back and winning again. Unless Usain Bolt started juicing too. But these yeah. guys juicing, it makes such a freaking difference. And that's what's so attractive about it to like guys who want to get bigger or stronger or whatever is that it actually works <laughs> like you know it does work too that's the thing <laughs> i mean it's it's crazy science is science is yeah the future is now yeah. it's 2020 dude get the 2020 juice uh... I, <laughs> I, I, I i still think they should man just let these Freaking let everybody at the Olympics, let all the basketball players, dude, all be the freaking half court dunking. I, I, I don't even care. Although I did see something about that. You know how like the whole Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire thing was like such a big deal because they they got caught saucing and they, right. you know, were breaking records. <laughs> Somebody was like, so now people have broken their records many times over and no one's asking about why those dudes are jack to the nines yeah <laughs> like basically all of it's probably just getting Dude, swept you know what that makes me think of is that episode of american dad when he gets like his the son that's not steve to play baseball for them oh yeah. and he's freaking yeah. huge <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's right <laughs> but that's kind of how it is though yeah and nobody yeah. asks any questions like <laughs> Well, I feel like the – have you seen that documentary Icarus that talks about, like, the uh, Russian doping agency in, like, in the, when they were in Russia and, like, how they were cheating? No, but I, I've, 
I've seen the thumbnail. I've just never watched it. It's pretty good, but like, uh, what the, so they, yeah, they like talk about like how the Russians were basically all cheating mm-hmm. and freaking all juice to the gills anyway because they were just swapping the pee out. Right, which is also completely viable even nowadays. Yeah, that's but but like what I, what I was trying to say was that uh, like the the doping people like the guy even admits it on he's like the doping people are one step ahead of the scientists because they're always coming up with ways to not get detected. It's way easier to come up with something that's not getting detected than a way to detect something. I believe that. Yeah. So they're like well, always like, one step ahead. Especially if they do like a P test, like, like right. you've seen Blue Mountain State, and they just do oil changes. Oh my god, <laughs> that like makes me hurt. That's. That makes me laugh, man. It's so funny. But dude, but now, but so. now they freaking take a sample and freeze your piss and wait for a new thing to come out to test oh, it again. Really? Yeah, that's what they do in the UFC. That's how they caught John that's, Jones. I was gonna say that's why guys' stuff gets yeah gets called out like way later on. Yeah, and they're like, your title was bullshit because you were actually juiced to the nines. And he's like over there with veins coming out of his neck. And he's like, no, I wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't taking anything. Yeah, and then he picks up the whole table sh- and just breaks it over his knee. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, and even like, it doesn't even have to be special sauce like steroids to make to give somebody a huge advantage. Literally taking like testosterone gives a guy huge advantages over a guy who's not taking it like yeah, it does you know it's a big difference that's where the whole controversy comes out about like the oh dude are we uh, really gonna talk about this well i'm not gonna get in depth about it but the that's where the controversy comes out with like the transgender stuff where you know uh a woman is now taking testosterone or a man who obviously had testosterone before switching to be a woman Actually, that one pisses That's, me off when men do that, when they switch to well, women that, in this dominative sport. Well, and that is that is where I think that inherent inherit advantage comes from, is the testosterone. I mean, that's why it's been brought up about uh, young, say, like, young um, who were girls they switched to boys while they're in like high school and so now they're taking testosterone to boost their testosterone levels well now their testosterone even though they were a girl their testosterone is way higher than a high school boy's testosterone is going to be technically putting them at a slight advantage no matter kind of how you spin it that's a slight advantage to have more testosterone in your system at that especially for like a physical sport like that Right now, I mean, and obviously that's a, it's a highly, highly controversial topic. Oh, dude, our podcast is already shut down. Oh, hang on. I think the FBI just kicked yeah, the door down. They like oh, break they in got, through the they windows. Got some, hang on. They got some SJWs with them. Hang on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, actually, the SJWs all have bandanas on. I'm not sure if that's who they are, but, uh, no, and I don't even want to. I don't even want to get into it because that's kind of why I said something. Well, it's it's such a uh, it, basically no matter what, if if we were to bring up the topic, even if we had legitimate points to talk about, we would probably get shouted down by oh, yeah. three people. But you you get yeah, shouted by down by the you know. three people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our three fans have now unfollowed us. So yeah, unsubscribe. But it's yeah, it's a. And it's silly. That's one thing I hate about 2020 that we're at now is that you literally 
every topic is like taboo. You can't even talk about yeah. it. Yeah. No, I hate that. It's dangerous times, man. Well, and it really is, and it's it's so silly though. Like a it lot of it's so silly. Silly. Because there should be no problem with opening up a dialogue about anything, any any topic. Who cares? I I, I do agree with you. Well, she was just telling me earlier, so one of the judges on Ink Master, apparently, I, I haven't looked up anything about this. This could be completely wrong. could be some just bullshit she read on Facebook. Um, apparently, though, he kind of resigned from the show. So his name's Oliver Peck, and he's like an old biker-looking dude, but he's like a super famous tattoo artist, and he's really, really good. And he was a judge on Ink Master. Well, he like resigned from the show because somebody dug up photos of him on his fucking MySpace from when was MySpace popular? Ten years ago or more? Yeah, it might have been longer than that. So, yeah, actually, it probably was because I was in high school when MySpace came out. So you're talking 12, 13 years ago, maybe. Um, They dug up photos from his MySpace. And he had like. One year for like Halloween, he went as like a basketball player and he painted himself black when he did oh. it. So basically, like, hey, he's a fucking racist. Well, so he resigned from the show, but it's like, what is going on? This, what's happening now in 2020 was not happening back then. People probably oh, no. thought it was funny back then. It was probably just, it, exactly like he meant it it was probably just a joke although the big one i guess is he dressed up as a superhero and painted himself black and had a big letter n on his chest so oh, jesus dude okay okay i don't know anymore i was i was with you and then you lost me oh my gosh why didn't you start with that because I, I thought it'd be funnier if I did. It was way. funnier the other way. It was pretty funny. Okay, so you know, maybe, maybe that's the one. But oh you're like, wait a minute. Okay, he did dress up as the N word, so can't. Okay. Either way, though, you know what? Though I still stand behind the fact that it was probably mostly seen as just funny back then. It, because that's probably you're right, and I think it's weird to be digging that far back. Exactly. That's exactly it. You know, people are digging back, digging up this dude's past. If it was 15 years ago, I'm just going to throw this out there. Hypothetically, don't nobody hang me for this. Maybe he maybe he was racist 15 years ago. That's 15 years ago. People can change like, like, you know, I I think so. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying, like, you know, people, especially nowadays, people think. You know, everything's written in stone. The oh, internet because... literally might as well be stone tablets. I know, which is stupid. It is kind of stupid. Like, I'm sure, yeah. they got security footage of me somewhere doing something fucking stupid. Well, that's what I mean. Is you know, it's kind of like with presidents or any kind of like uh, government official. You know, they get elected, and it's like, hey, I found this pictures of his balls on the internet from 22 yeah. years ago. He sent them to a 19-year-old. Yeah. She was 19? How old was he? He was 19, too. He was 19, too. That's not the point. Yeah, that's not the the point, you fucking moron. Yeah. Well, it kind of should be the point. 
because that's the important part. They don't lead with that. It's kind of like how I misled you with my story. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you buried the lead. <laughs> I mean, I could have left the other part out, and I could have, I could have completely misconstrued the story too. You know, yeah, that's what they do. You had like to do. You try to tell me. I thought it was funny. It was pretty funny. <laughs> probably will kick my door down for it, but oh, okay. Yeah, the 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 one guy who's upset. Yeah. Who's still listening? We would get demonetized if we had any monetization. Oh, no. <laughs> Followed by internet money. <laughs> yeah. Give us some of that internet money. Yeah. Give us some of that internet money. I think this episode of the podcast. If we did have a uh, sponsor, should be brought to you by this. Um, oh man, I'm gonna mispronounce it. It's this like monkey shoulder scotch. It's really good. I'll have to try it. It's it's uh it's pretty good. So this is uh so the the lady who owns the shop in North Powder. If you ever hear this, she asked me to tell her if it was good. Well, I've never been back there since. So, oh, this is you telling her? Yeah, this is me telling her. <laughs> really good. I'm almost done with the bottle. It's really good. <laughs> That's hilarious. Dude, mom and dad got me that kit to make freaking moonshine for Saw Christmas. And I, I need to sit down and do some science in, man. I need to figure that out. Well, it's probably, oh, did it come with still? What were you going to say? Sorry. Uh, I think it did. I didn't even open all the boxes. So there's one box that has like the grain and the yeast and all that stuff in it. And then the other box, I'm assuming, has the still in it because I didn't open it. But it's like a one foot by one foot small box. So I'll make some small batch moonshine. What were you going to say? Um, I was going to say, so I recently, I've been feeling a lot better going to the gym, mostly because my arm feels better. You know, I had my freaking tennis elbow going on. And uh, but it finally feels much better. So I've been going to the gym. I've been feeling a lot better. I've been feeling pumped to go to the gym. So this is going to tie in a few things we were talking about. Um, okay, but good. I have, n- I haven't been taking my pre workout at all. And instead, the last several times I've gone to the gym, uh, Caitlin got me that Death Wish coffee. Oh, okay. I've been drinking just like a cup of that before I go. That stuff is no joke. It, it, it feels it, like a workout. Isn't it pretty much the same amount of caffeine? I think it's like double the amount of caffeine. Oh, God. No wonder. So dude. so she looked it up, and it says that it has, for one cup of coffee, it would have like 400 milligrams of caffeine. Jesus Christ. That's, that's more than almost any energy drink you could buy nowadays. Are you bragging? I don't know. I don't know. know. (laughs) What is happening? I'm just telling you that... I haven't slept in three days. It's almost like a replacement, though, for pre-workout for me. I like pre-workout, though, because pre-workout has other stuff in it, too. And it does. And that's the one thing I I think that I... I feel like creatine's important. Yeah, and that was the one thing I was going to bring up, is the creatine. Although, a lot of stuff I've seen said that... And your branch chains are good, too, I thought. Well... I think that's controversial, to be honest. Really? But I do. I think so. I thought I was gonna, those are good. I well, and that's like the one pre-workout I'll stand behind is the Athlean X one because I trust 
I trust Jeff. So, and, and whether that whether I should or not, I don't know because he might he might literally be wiping his ass ass with ten dollars right now. Oh, I don't he know, is. dude. He's got to roll a hundreds. So, um, but pre workout pre workout kind of scares me because it's not regulated in any way. So it really does kind of scare me, especially for like younger people. I think it's it is kind of a sketchy thing for them to be taking. Uh, I do I do think that I probably should start a creatine cycle. And the from what I understand, the creatine amount though in like a pre-workout, since it's usually only like I can't remember if it's grams. I'm assuming it's probably grams of creatine. Usually they only have like three to five grams or something yeah. of creatine. Apparently it's really underdosed for what you would need in a day. So, so it's pointless is what you're saying? I don't necessarily know that it's pointless. So like I guess if you were eating enough like foods that have heavy protein in it, you know, you're eating red meats and stuff like that that have uh, – or not protein, creatine, um, you'll probably be okay. You'll You'll definitely hit your levels that you need to see a difference. But if you're like – a vegetarian and you're taking this thinking you're going to get your amount of creatine that you need for a day. You're probably not. It's probably underdosed and you probably still need to supplement more creatine if you wanted to see the, you know, benefits of creatine, which I do think creatine is one of those things too. It's been so extensively tested that they've proven you can see some, some big benefits from creatine. And I think it's also a nootropic too. Uh, maybe. I don't, I don't know that. I feel like they found that not that long ago. They talk about it on Joe Rogan. Oh, really? That creatine mm-hmm. is? Mm-hmm. Interesting. That's... I mean, nic- nicotine is one, too. Nicotine wouldn't surprise me, to be honest, because nicotine... Have you seen that, uh, that documentary... Or, well, it's like a docu-series on Netflix, that Broken series? No. So there's a series on there called Broken, and it's about a couple different things in our country in our country especially that are broken quote-unquote uh it's like the makeup industry the vaping industry and a couple other ones but the biggest one that i want to talk about is the one about vaping because vaping it's become like this billion dollar industry essentially because whether they meant to or not they got kids hooked on it yeah they just just like cigarettes did back in the day, essentially. So it's just interesting, though, because like the kids that are doing it, like all these kids they're interviewing and stuff, they literally didn't realize that they became addicted to vaping. But essentially what they became addicted to is the nicotine. And right. they didn't realize it. You know, so I think there is a big there probably is something behind nicotine. You know, nicotine is a highly addictive drug. I mean, it's a drug, so. It is. I mean, so is coffee, though, I think. Caffeine. Oh, yeah. Caffeine is a drug. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a stimulant for sure. It, it same, that's exactly it. You know, <laughs> I still love that saying. I, I think I saw it on Reddit one time, and it was like saying something like drugs and alcohol is like saying fruit and watermelon. Because yeah. alcohol is a drug. Like people think alcohol. <laughs> I never is thought a about drug it like because that. it's legal. fruit and water. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that's that's. I love that saying because it 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 reigns so true. You know, people think that alcohol is not a drug because alcohol is legal. But 
alcohol 100% is a drug. Uh, I, mean, I think it, probably a lot of people have ruined their lives on alcohol. Right. There's a lot of people who think that marijuana should be legal and alcohol should be illegal because more more things have been done, you know, wrong due to alcohol than probably due to any other drug essentially because alcohol is legal. <laughs> so Right. You know, and alcohol is widely available and easy to get a hold of. And, you know, it's just it's just funny, though. I love that saying. Yeah. Fruit and watermelon. I, I think on that bombshell, we should end this one. You think so? Okay. Yeah, it's getting kind of long. Is it really? Well, it's like an hour and 12 minutes. Holy crap. Well, I apologize to our three fans. Yeah, uh, this is a long one, but thank you for listening i yeah, really appreciate every single one of you if you freaking slog through this one with us i yeah we really appreciate it we do really appreciate every single one of you i don't yeah i'm saying this now and in the future in case we have up to five fans i'm saying this for yeah. you guys you yeah newcomers. yeah the two people forward that come back and look at these for some reason <laughs> we appreciate you too we really do uh should we real quick give some plugs so just in case oh yeah go ahead so if anybody would like to reach out to us in any way, you guys can email us at kotpl.pod at gmail.com. That would probably be the easiest way right now to get a hold of us because we – I haven't even checked the email. Uh, I did. So I look at it every once in a while because we're just waiting. We're just waiting for our first I email. I just want some freaking hate mail. Like how much more do I have to beg? <laughs> the uh, The best thing we're getting in our email though lately is – so I try to transcribe most of these over to YouTube. So if anybody would like to follow us over there too, it's Knights of the Pageless Library. Uh, it'd be really great if you guys could go over there, like, comment, subscribe, share that, that shit with your friends, whatever you know the kids do these days. Um, but Tweet leave Graham. comments over there. Uh, comments over there are awesome too. And I'm usually the one I respond to. I try to respond to every single one of those that I get. So I appreciate anyone and everyone who who leaves us some love over there. Uh, you could get at us over on, you could tweet at us over on Twitter. Yep. At Pageless. It's at Pageless Library, right? Mm -hmm. Have you been checking that shit? No. Great. We might have, no, I guess. We don't uh, have our, any followers, so. Our, our email would tell us too. Yeah, Either way, somebody go over there and leave us some tweets. I don't, yeah, I don't look at some stuff, so. <laughs> Yeah, do whatever the, you know, the cool kids do these days. Check us out over there. Uh, you can check us out over on Reddit. R slash K-O-T-P-L is our subreddit. You could uh, drop some stuff over there. And, you know, kind of like we said at the beginning, this is definitely not a normal episode for us. And anybody who's been listening knows that this is not a normal episode for us. We normally do audiobooks and stuff. So if anybody has any suggestions or something they want to hear or something they want our opinions on or any of that stuff, Please let us know, and we would be more than happy to address those things. So, uh, yeah. Anything else? I don't want no. to talk about the next thing until we do it because I love our title. That's true. Yeah, I'm almost done. By the way, I think I have like oh, four thanks, left. God, I have so much to say. Yeah, I'm almost done. So, anybody who? Oh, I have like five hours left, but I'll. Oh I'm my get God. I'm, I'll get through it. Um, 
So anybody who is interested, what we're going to do next, it, we planned on doing it this week. I, I it's screwed not that up big of a deal. and I didn't finish the book that we were supposed to be doing, but we're going to do kind of an episode about a series of ours that we, uh, that kind of has risen and fallen in our eyes. So was once beloved, but now is in the mud. That's, that's a good way to put it. So that's what we'll be doing next time for anybody who's curious. Yeah. If you guys want to freaking join us, please do. Absolutely. All right, then. I'll catch you guys next time.